Welcome to the Be Free program where you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. So glad that you are here today. I hope you get your Bible and a notepad and we're going to jump into the Word of God. God is doing some amazing things on this earth. You may look and say, wow, so many things are happening that are bad. Well, there are a lot of things that are happening. There's a lot of turmoil, but I'm telling you, God is moving and he is accomplishing his purposes. No matter what it looks like, no matter what it sounds like, where our help is in the name of the Lord, our eyes are upon him, our trust is in him. And uh, I'm, I'm really encouraged because last Sunday was uh, the Day of Atonement. And the day before that was the National and Global Day of Repentance and Prayer in connection with Jonathan Kahn, Rabbi Jonathan Kahn. Uh, and it was a worldwide movement calling our nation to prayer, to, to repentance and crying out to God for our nation and the nations of the world. And uh, I was so blessed to have been invited to lead worship at our local Kerr County Courthouse and to speak. And I brought out, and I'm going to bring out a, some of that and some things that I didn't bring out. Uh, but it's good to have a hope. We're never without hope because Jesus Christ is our anchor. He is our hope that reaches behind the veil. He anchors us. And uh, time and time again, you read in the Word of God when we repent and cry out to God. In the Old Testament, uh, Israel would repent and cry out to God and He would rescue them. And uh, there were a lot of people, um, millions of people praying, seeking the face of God for the United States of America. And it's time to do that. It's past time. We must seek God in behalf of our nation, in behalf of our community, uh, in behalf of our world. We all know that our nation needs to change. There's no doubt about that. But last Saturday, I spoke about how a nation changes. And the Lord really put this on my heart. Uh, a nation changes one life and heart at a time, one family at a time, one community at a time, um, one sheriff at a time, one mayor at a time, one councilman at a time, one commissioner at a time, one teacher at a time, one mother, one grandmother, one father, one teenager, one child. It, it all adds up to a national change if we begin to individually repent and cry out to God. And it'll all lead up to a collective shift and change in our nation. And we are, we're in a very uh, critical time in history. And uh, it's time for us to step up. It's time for us to, to, to rise up and uh, into our position as the body of Christ. Uh, we're in a very pivotal moment. And I brought out, we just finished the 10 high holy days of Israel, uh, the Jewish people on the calendar. And it starts with Rosh Hashanah, which is the Jewish New Year, the Feast of Trumpets. And they would blow the trumpets and it would announce, announce a change. Uh, they would blow trumpets to call the armies together, the camps together, uh, to move out uh, for war, whatever. There was many, many reasons to uh, blow the trumpet. But Rosh Hashanah itself is, it announces the new year. It's a new beginning. And uh, it 
they blow the shofars or the trumpets. And whenever you blow a shofar, it, it's your breath has to come through or any uh, uh, brass instrument or whatever, you blowing into that and uh, it's breath. Well, it, we're in that season of God blowing his breath, the breath of God. And whenever I was actually ministering up at the Coming King Sculpture Prayer Garden at Rosh Hashanah, had a service up there, uh, I was speaking about, and the Lord be, laid it on my heart and said, we are in that we are in this season, a fresh season of the breath of God blowing upon us, the Holy Spirit, new life. And the Lord gave me the picture uh, in Ezekiel uh, that it talks about the uh, the army, the valley of dry bones and the, the bones were very dry. They were lifeless. And it was the people of God that they were they were lifeless. And then there began to be muscle and tissue and sinew and bone come to bone. But there was still no life or breath in them. And the Lord just, I just saw a prophetic picture of where we are. And I spoke it out that night, how that uh, we've we've come together bone to bone. We've got the sinew in the flesh and but we need the breath of God. And the Lord said, this is, this is the season, the timing of the breath, the blowing of my spirit upon my people that will receive it. You know, uh, God created Adam and Eve. You know, he, he created Adam and he was just a lifeless corpse lying there uh, until he reached down and blew the breath of life into his nostrils. And that's what God is doing for us spiritually. And I believe he will do it for us as a nation. If we, the people of God will pray and repent and seek the face of God. And if we ourselves will receive a fresh new wind, a fresh new breath, a fresh new infilling of his presence and his spirit. The Bible says uh, that in Acts chapter two, that you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit. Spirit has come upon you and have that breath, that that rejuvenating life and presence, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead to quicken our mortal bodies. And I believe this is where we are. And uh, Rosh Hashanah, as I said, it started the 10 days of all or the high holy days on the Jewish calendar. Uh, and it ends uh, it, it was a 10-day period starting at Rosh Hashanah and ended in the Day of Atonement. Now, what's so significant about that? This is where we are as a nation. This is where we are uh, in this season, and it gives us direction of what we're to do. Uh, Yom Kippur is the Day of Atonement, and we just finished that on Sunday. And it is a time of examining yourself. It's a time of repenting yourself. It's a time of restoration and reconciliation unto God. Uh, it's a time to examine your, your thoughts, your uh, motives, your desires, your secret thoughts. Uh, there's a scripture, and I meant to look it up before we uh, started, but uh, in one version, it talks about secret sins. And I believe it's in the Psalms, the secret sins that nobody else knows about and how we we need to be honest with ourselves and be honest before the Lord, because when we do that and we recognize where our need is or where we're missing the mark, sin is an archer's term where they pull back the arrow and shoot it. And uh, it would sin if it missed the bulls, if it missed the mark. And so as we examine ourselves and 
uh, see if there's anything that we need to repent of. If there's anything that we need covered in the blood of Jesus, that's what the day of atonement was. Uh, once a year on the day of atonement, it was a solemn feast and it was a national uh, and sanctuary cleansing. It was for the cleansing for the nation, cleansing for the sanctuary. You know who's the sanctuary now? We, the body of Christ, we, the people of God, we are the temple of the Holy Spirit. So once a year on the day of atonement, the high priest would enter into the holiest of all within the veil with the blood of a sacrificed animal for a sin offering. And he'd sprinkle the blood on the mercy seat. You know, the Ark of the Covenant, the mercy seat with the angels, with their wings over covering it. The blood of the sin offering on the Day of Atonement brought about the cleansing of all sin, all iniquity, and all transgression. Hallelujah. The priesthood, the sanctuary in Israel as a nation experienced blood atonement and were reconciled to their God. See, it's all about the blood. It's all about Jesus Christ. It's all about his death, burial, and resurrection, that atonement. He, he paid the price. Zechariah 3, 9 says, I will renew the iniquity, remove the iniquity of that land in one day. Oh God, I pray that for the United States of America. I pray that, that as we repented, uh, thousands, millions of us repented before God, that he removes the iniquity. Iniquity is that what you're bent towards, that which you lean towards, that that sin that's usually passed down to generation to generation, that you bend towards and you natu- you have a natural tendency to give into. Uh, he said, I will remove the iniquity of that land in one day. Hebrews 9.22 says, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. There's no release from sin. There's no release from bondage. There's no dismissal. There's no sending it away or forgiveness. And all of this, folks, it foreshadows Jesus Christ. The Day of Atonement foreshadowed Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God. (coughs) Excuse me. What did uh, John the Baptist say? Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Aren't you glad he doesn't just take it and just set it over here aside? And the and the first time that you mess up, it's all you're you're it's just you're just overtaken by all that. No, he takes the sin away. He he paid the price to cancel the power of sin to control you anymore. Everything in the word of God points to Christ, all the feast, all the tabernacle, the temple, the laws, everything pointed towards Jesus. It was Jesus Christ and him crucified. It's the foundational doctrine of the entire word of God. Here's a simple gospel. Jesus bled and died on the cross for us. He was buried. He rose again. He rose again and he's coming again. Let me say that again. Jesus bled and died on the cross for you and me. He was buried, he rose again, and he's coming again. And I believe he's coming soon. So this was all foreshadowed, the dying, Jesus dying on the cross and shedding his blood. Atonement is reconciliation between God and man through Jesus Christ. It's forgiveness of sins, of sin. So we, we are in that season, that period of examining ourselves, coming to the mercy seat, which is actually Christ now our mercy seat personally and as a nation, recognizing our need and repenting. See, there's no forgiveness for unrepented sin. But when we repent, uh, it 
we turn from it. See, the onus is on us to examine ourselves and the fruit of our lives. What is my life producing? What is the fruit of my life? Am I going in the right direction? It's on us to return to God, to repent for ourselves and our nation, to return to living a holy life, walking in the love of God and the power of the Holy Spirit. That will change you. That will change me. And that will change a nation. That's what changes the nation. The power in the cross of Calvary, the power of Jesus Christ's sacrificial death on the cross. That will change a nation because the blood of Jesus was shed for the remission, the sending away, the canceling out of our sin debt that we owed. The price of sin is death. That's the wages of it, right? The wages of sin is death. But through Christ, our sins are removed. So I just want to take you this moment before I go on in the second half of the program. We're going to talk about the, the Feast of Sukkoth or the Feast of Booths or Tabernacles, which is very, there's so much symbolism in it, just as there is in the Atonement. Uh, <coughs> excuse me, Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement. So let's ask ourselves, where are you at? Where am I? Where are you in this moment of history? Where are you at spiritually? That's such an important question. Uh, no matter what day it is, no matter what season it is, where are you at spiritually? Where do you line up? Are you lining up on the side of the cross of righteousness in Christ Jesus, forgiveness of sin, uh, eternal life in, in, with Christ? Or are you lining up on the side of darkness with chaos and confusion and destruction and, and hate and murder? All these things. Where are you lining up? But where are you at spiritually? The choice is yours, folks. Folks, God gave us the right to choose. You can choose to change today. You can choose to change sides today. You can choose to come out of darkness into the light, to his glorious light. Uh, you can make that change and it will affect you. And it will affect your family, the community, and our nation. See, you matter. You matter to God. Everything about you matters to God. Every single detail of your life matters to God. You are important. You are precious in His sight. You are a jewel. He designed you on purpose for a purpose. He, you are precious, a precious treasure to Him. You matter. You also matter in the whole fabric and scheme of the United States of America. You're important to God. You're important and critical to America. You can make a difference. See, it takes all of us making a change, making a difference in our sphere of influence. We all have those. There's people that I will never get to touch, talk to, influence in any way that I will never know. But you do. And you have the power of influence. You have the power to make an impact for good or for evil. Uh, to change a life uh, for God's glory, for, for their good. Or to bring destruction or, or torment or whatever it may be. You have a, an important assignment on this earth. You make a difference. You make a difference in the United States of America. Your choices makes a difference in your family, not just your personal life, in your family, in your community, in your county, in your state, in your nation, in the world. 
We all touch somebody who touches somebody. You know, they say uh, that we're only seven people removed from anyone on earth. You, you know somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody that knows that person. And we all affect change. And I just want to encourage you with that, that you have a significant role to make in America's destiny. Think about that. It's not just a president or a senator, a, a congressman or congresswoman, a representative. It, it, it's not a governor, uh, just a, a sheriff or a police officer. Yes, they all have influence. But it's you and me, the citizens of the United States of America. It's you and me, the citizens of uh, the kingdom of God. We make a difference. Our choices make a difference. The Bible calls us aliens in this world or a peculiar people, his own special treasure that we can display his power and his glory. And when, when we are filled up with the presence of God, our life changes and then we are able to change others. Uh, God then begins to flow through us. That's how a life in a world changes. How does a life change? God. God, that you may say, well, I already know Christ and I'm walking with him, but I need some changes in my life. Your answer is God. Your answer is prayer. Your, your answer is being obedient and following his direction for your life. That's the answer. And, and God gives us the ability at any point in our life to repent, to turn and go in a different direction. Jesus Christ is our solution, no matter what the problem is. No matter what the problem is in the United States of America, Jesus Christ is the solution. No matter what the problem is in your family, Jesus Christ is the solution. Jesus Christ and him crucified. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 1.18, For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. The message of Christ, the message of Jesus Christ and him crucified is the power of God. It's the power. It is the power. Jesus Christ paid the total price for everything you will ever have need of. Jesus Christ paid the price and he says, here, it's yours. It's a free gift. Hallelujah. See, Matthew 3, 2 says, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Think about that. The kingdom of heaven, heaven's way of thinking and doing and acting, heaven's way of living. It's at hand. It's now. It's for us. And it says, what is the first thing it says? Repent. You know what that means? It means to think differently. It means to change your mind for better. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I pray that you would cause me to think differently. I want to think like the kingdom of heaven. I want to have a kingdom of heaven perspective. I want to think differently, talk differently, walk differently than the world. The Bible says that the priest should make a difference between the holy and the profane, the tree, uh, between the clean and the unclean. We are the kings and priests. If you are a born again believer in Christ, a born again child of God, then you are a king and a priest in the kingdom of heaven. And we're to make a difference by the way we live. We're to, we're to draw a line in the sand spiritually and in the way that we live that others can see there's a different way to live. We don't have to live in hate, anger. We don't have to live in, in addictions and abuse uh, and fear and turmoil and depression and hopelessness and defeat. Uh, we, we don't have to live 
uh, in these way, in these different ways that's normal for the world because we serve Jesus Christ, the son of the living God. We have the father, the son and the Holy Spirit. And so we must live in the kingdom of heaven in the way the kingdom of heaven operates. Heaven on earth, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Repent means to think differently. I want you to think about this. Think about this. Ask yourself this. Think about it. Where do I need to think differently? Obviously, if there's a situation in your life that's brought you to a place that you don't want to be, and it's causing fruit to come forth that you do not want to have to eat, that you do not want that crop, well, then you need to think differently. And the great thing is the Bible says that our minds are renewed by the word. By the washing of the water of the word. See, he transforms our mind. Be, uh, that He renews us. The Bible says, do not be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. You need to think differently. I need to think differently in ways. I've been asking the Lord to show me where am I thinking it's different from your thinking? What, where are my thoughts veering off from your thoughts and the kingdom of heaven? Because I want to bring the kingdom of heaven on earth. I want my life to resemble and bear that out, the kingdom of heaven, so that others can look and see, not to say, oh, isn't she doing a wonderful job? Isn't she so holy or smart? No. So they can say, there's something different. What is it? And I can say, it's Jesus. (laughs) It's Jesus. It's the power of God. It's the power and the blood of Jesus. It's the word of God. And cause them to be hungry. See, we're to be salt and light. Salt makes you thirsty. We're to be the light in the darkness so that people can say, what is different in your life? To repent means to regret your sins. Regret it. Don't, don't joy in it. Don't brag about, well, I, uh, even I hear people say, well, I used to drink this much whenever I, before I was born again. And I did all of this, all these drugs and all this stuff. And, and when really... We are just to regret that. We're to put that under the blood. We're to, we're to walk away from that because Jesus Christ removes our sin. It means to change your conduct. See, we change our conduct when we repent. How do you do it? By the power of the blood of Jesus. By the power of the finished work of the cross. What Jesus did on the cross. Uh, admit that you've sinned and confess your sin. First John 1, 7 through 9. The blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Not just the small ones. All sin. The secret sins. The bit, what we consider big sins. What we consider little sin. It's all sin. Repent. Admit it. The blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sins. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. You shall confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and shall believe if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ and shall believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead. You shall be saved. Hallelujah. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made under salvation. So the heart believes that you're made righteous by Jesus Christ. It's not your righteousness. My righteousness is not going to get me anywhere. Certainly not into heaven. 
But I, but my heart believes that I am made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. See, Jesus Christ paid the price for my sin and that I could be righteous. And with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. Um, we run to the mercy seat, which is Christ Jesus. We cry out for mercy. We believe it and receive it like a little child. The forgiveness you ask for, believe it, receive it, and it will result in a change of your mind and your direction. Even those of you that are already saved, born again, serving God, there may be some area that God is wanting to straighten, make the crooked path straight and and cause there to that. He's bringing you into a more uh, concise uh, walk and a more narrow way. You see, broad is the way that leads to destruction, but narrow is the way that leads to life. And maybe for his glory, he's bringing you in tighter and say, let's let that thing go. Let that thing go. Listen, repent, confess, repent, and just turn and go the other way. Listen, we're about to run out of time already here. I, I just want to pray for you. If you've never accepted Christ, and we're going to come back and to do the second half of the program, we're going to talk about the Feast of Tabernacles. It is so cool. Uh, but I wanted to bring back and talk to you about uh, atonement and how that that leads up and how we get to Sukkoth or Feast of Booths or Tabernacles. But if you've never accepted Christ as your Savior, it's so simple and it's life changing. You say, Jesus, I confess my sins. I am a sinner. Forgive me. Cleanse me. Wash me in the blood. Change me. I need you and I want you in my life. Set me free. I give you my past. I give you today. I give you all my tomorrows. Lead me. Guide me. Direct me. I accept you into my life and I accept you as my Savior in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, if you said that prayer, uh, call our prayer line or if you need prayer for anything, call our prayer line 866-241-0579. We have anointed trained minister, prayer ministers to pray for you and minister to you and send you out some scriptures free that will help you in that area of need that you need prayer for. Also, you can go to our website at luada.org, L-O-U-A-D-A.org, and you can watch tons of our previous TV programs and listen to our radio podcasts and videos. Go there and I believe you'll be blessed. If you want to give and help us preach the gospel, you can do that as well at luveda.org.